Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to, to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Good morning and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we are working on your financial freedom. So today's show is going to be a precursor to my afternoon show. We're going to talk this morning about demographics and also some statistics around la uh, landlords, rental property owners, right, residential owners, uh, rental owners. And that will lead us to our noon show where I'm going to have a guest on um, that, that breaks some of that uh, demographic characteristic, so to speak. So I want to, I'm going to start with demographics. I want to give you some numbers around who... Right, who the the U.S. rental property owner is, and how many units he or she manages or has managed, perhaps, and how do you compare? Right, you can think about that as we, you know, as we we go through the show. And does it matter? Right, does it matter if you if you don't exactly fit the overarching demographics that we we talk about today? Guess what? It doesn't matter. There, there are plenty of people that are moving the bar. And breaking that mold, right, that are maybe on the other side of that average. And, and we'll have one of those guests on later today. And then we're going to get into some statistics that I, I came across as I was researching this this topic of demographics. And <laughs> just simply put, there's some interesting survey results around uh, rental owners and their operations. And <laughs> based on what I've read, uh, some of the numbers, uh, you could probably be operating a little bit better. Um, if this is you, um, for for example, do you want to hear how many owner rental owners go out and change light bulbs for their residents? 
<laughs> it is a surprisingly high number. Um, so stay tuned. We'll, we'll get to that later in the show. And, and just as a, as a footnote, um, the, the, the sources, I want to footnote the sources now. They're, they're pretty broad. A lot of these data are coming from screening sites, like, you know, places you might go to, to vet, right, do the background check on your applicants. Uh, they're coming from property management sites, as well as electronic payment sites, like rent collection sites, right? These all have a vested interest in understanding us, you and me, right, the residential rental uh, property owner. So they've, they've done some due diligence. This, this data comes from varying time periods from as early as 2015 to I think the most recent was 2018. This day, data tends to be a little bit lagging uh, at times, and it's not always refreshed every year necessarily. So keep, keep that in mind. So I'm going to start with uh, demographics and, you know, give this some thought. If you're listening and, and you are a rental owner already, who are you? Right. Are you ultra, you know, ultra wealthy? Are you rich? Maybe middle class. Right. Are you young, old? I'm, I'm in my mid 40s. I still you know, I feel pretty darn young. Uh, are you male or female, man or woman? Right. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're married. Are you doing this jointly with your spouse or maybe they just let you do your thing? I see that quite a bit. I see the power couples out there, the husband, wife, power team, boyfriend, girlfriend, power team, otherwise. Uh, and then there are the, the, the husbands or the wives that are just doing this on their own. That's okay, right? So where, where, where do you sit? And we'll get a little bit more into those uh, demographics. But then picture as well, what is your stereotypical, in your head, your, your stereotype of the landlord, right? Maybe it says slumlord. Right. Sometimes we have a bad reputation out there and there are some bad actors and, and we want to correct that. Right. We want to be good actors. We want to be good app operators. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later, you know, in the second half of the show. But what do you picture for, you know, maybe it's that old guy. Right. Some wealthy old guy. Right. For me, I'll tell you who I picture. I picture Herr Fogelzang. Right. Mr. Fogelzang. <laughs> he was he was the landlord uh, the last time that my wife and I lived in Germany. So we lived out in the country. I worked for a farm equipment manufacturer at the time, and we rented from him for about five years. This is from about 20, 2006 to late 2010. It was a giant duplex out in the country. It was very, very inexpensive to, to, to lease out there. You know, four, four stories. It had a basement and then three stories above ground, skinny, right, skinny buildings. They don't have quite as much land, quite as much spread as we have here in Texas. So we rented this duplex. And just as an interesting sidebar, in that country, when you move into a rental unit, there is no kitchen. There are no cabinets. There is no sink. There is no oven or stove. There are no fridges. There are no lights anywhere in the place. And if a heavy smoker just moved out, it has not been freshly painted. We had to do all of that. Different concept, totally different concept. But Mr. Mr. Vogelsong or, or Mr. Birdsong, if you, if you translate it literally from, from German, he was an old guy, old German guy farm. In fact, we were out in the country and he had made this investment, had had several duplexes built on our street. So they were, they were newer builds, probably, probably eighties. And he drove a nice BMW, right? He's German, Bavarian Motor Works. Of course, he's driving a, a BMW, but he towed a, a horse trailer behind it <laughs> with his tile flooring, with his materials, whatever supplies he needed to do to fulfill whatever repair or, or maintenance requests that we had. So it was a kind of a conflicting image there. That's how, that's who I have in my head. Okay. Who is it really right here in the U S anyhow, that was in Germany. What, what do the demographics look like? Roughly, let's start big picture, right? Roughly how many rental owners are there? Okay. We'll look more closely at unit count. Like, you know, how many units does each person on average have that sort of thing 
a little bit later, but just big picture, if you go to the IRS, they did a, a, a research on this a couple years back, uh, 10.6 million tax filers indicated on their 1040s that they source some portion of their income from, from rental investments, rental property, you know, they file the Schedule E, essentially. So you, someone went to that source, and part of the HUD organization did, and, and, and pinned it down, 10.6 million tax filers. Now that's going to point towards, of course, individual filers, right? Because if they're owned in a corporation, an LLC, something like that, that's going to be filed differently and will hit that person's tax return as a K-1. Another point of interest, U.S. Census put 16.7 million properties with over 22 million units that are owned by what they're calling mom and pop owners, which, you know, maybe you think of me as a mom and pop, right? We've got a, a small portfolio of single family houses, right? So 16.7 million properties across the U.S. Another U.S. Census stat, 25.8 million are owned by businesses or partnerships. So that points to what I just mentioned around LLCs. And a lot of those are going to represent the very syndications, right, that our members at Lifestyles Unlimited, our lead investors, are putting together that I, as a passive investor, get into, right? So I'm indirectly an owner in that number somewhere, right, as part of that, that syndication. So when we come back... I want to give you some more demographics around. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370. We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And on today's show, we're taking a look, first of all, at some investor demographics. You're a rental owner. Who are you, right? What is your, your big picture, right? Uh, we looked a little bit at the broader demographics across the U.S. And I want to start to dial that down a little bit. And if you're sitting there listening to this and thinking, well, I don't, I don't really match that demographic. I don't know. This just, it doesn't sound like it's going to work for me. Flip the coin over and keep in mind, 
there are people out there that are outside of this main picture. I want you to know the broad, bigger picture, right? So you understand what that looks like. And then the bigger takeaway, we'll get to that later, is all those other people that don't fit in that box that are doing this, right? And we'll have a guest later on today uh, who, who, who is exactly that person, right? So stick around for that. And if you have any questions today, you can give me a call. The number here is 855-497-4335 or send me an email to askandy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. So across the U.S., we've got over 16 million, 16.7 million properties comprising 22.7 million units, right? That could be a duplex, would be the property with two doors, for example, that are owned by what they're calling mom and pop owners, right? You and me, right? That's per the U.S. Census. Another 25.8 million units are owned by businesses, right? Or, or partnerships. And that's typically going to be multifamily. Um, and again, like I said, a lot of these represent deals that are membership base is doing in terms of apartment syndications or, or lead deals, right, uh, as part of the Lifestyles Unlimited ecosystem. I had the opportunity to get into a couple of passive deals last year um, and shift from that single-family, quote-unquote, mom-and-pop ownership model, right, into what we want to do longer term, which is apartments. And that's a general track that we see at Lifestyles. You know, people start investing in single family to, to build up that capital to, to then shift into apartments. Some people start straight away with apartments. It all depends on where you are personally when you begin. So let's take a look at some other interesting demographics here. Age. And this is a big one, I think. I think a lot of people out there maybe discount themselves when they're when they're younger, maybe don't even think about this at all. I've uh, got a couple of sources here. TransUnion, uh, an app they have called My Smart Move. This is a couple years ago, um, indicated 44% of rental owners are ages 18 to 34. So in that younger subset, I guess that would be millennials. And then 56% are over 35. Well, that's a pretty pretty broad category. So I wanted to break that down a little, a little better. There was a state of the independent landlords survey done by a company called Avail, which is now owned by Realtor.com. And this was a year later in 2017. Their sample size was not as large as I like. It was a little bit south of 500. Um, keep that in mind as well. But they've got a, a number of interesting charts. And uh, one of these is simply as they asked, how old are you? Right, 21 to 29, 5.9% of respondents were in that age group of rental owners. Um, 30 to 39, almost 19%. Right. If I bucket myself in my 40s all the way up to the 70s plus, we comprise 75%. Right, Break that down a little bit, maybe 50 to 70. That's about half of the respondents. So we are seeing a tendency towards that, that older group. Right. When I asked you earlier, who do you picture? Is it the older guy? Right. That, that kind of correlates here a little bit with these age brackets. But keep in mind, we got, guys, we got folks 21 to 29 doing this. We got folks in the, in the early 30s doing this. My guest later just turned 30. Right. So... Uh, we're really talking younger, uh, younger generation getting into this. I was 38 when I joined Lifestyles, bought my first house uh, as the time ticked away by the time I was 39. Um, so that gives you a little bit of an idea around age. And my bigger point here is, no, you don't have to be in that 50, 60, 70 age bucket to get your rental house. You can do that in your 20s. I know someone that bought their first one when they were 19. You know, they, they saw the model, they heard the message, they understood and got started early. And most common regret... Most common regret that I hear from other investors like myself is I wish I had started earlier. We just didn't even know, my wife and I, you know. It took this very radio program, driving around Saturdays and Sundays, catching this, you know, weekend, week out, to finally realize, you know, that is what we should be doing. And, and eventually we did make that, make that jump. What about gender? 
This is an interesting one as well. Um, and this is per Cozy. Uh, it's a property management type site. Uh, they had a little bit bigger sample set, 3,200 respondents, a little bit more statistically significant. Now, this was drawn from their database of users, so that maybe tells you a little bit something. Maybe they're a little more sophisticated because they've made that shift to a type of online management. But 85% are male, 15% are female. So if you're out there, you're, you're, you're a woman in the audience listening, and you're thinking, oh, man, that's a man's world. I'll tell you, 15% are female. My guest later today is a female. And when I go to the Lifestyles Unlimited case studies, when we have those in person, I think, I think we have a, a little bit different mix there, right? Uh, I think we're a little bit more inclusive. I think we're a little bit more broader reaching as to our membership base. But, but nationally, that's how it tends to shake out. Now, I suspect in some cases these are like my wife and I, right? We were that, that power couple when we started always going to the events together. And our, our son came along and we had to divide and conquer. And, and I tended to be the one to go out, probably more visibly the male in this case, because she's at home with, with the child. I think there's some of that that plays in here as well. But again, that, that is the statistic, at least as of uh, 2015. 62% are married, 38% are unmarried. I suspect that's maybe in that younger generation, maybe in the older, don't know. But um, just gives you a little bit of the, that, that bigger picture there. Um, again, big point for you, though. Whether you're male or female, we've, we, we see both sides. We see both genders getting involved and, and, and doing wonderful, wonderful stuff. A lot of our great lead investors are, are women as well. Let's move on to ethnicity. This is per Urban Wire, excuse me, Urban Wire uh, recent study. Um, they looked at some U.S. Census data. Um, actually, let me start with some U.S. Census data. I want to give you just the broader kind of demographic of, of the U.S. population to give some context. And this is white, non-Hispanic. If you look at the broader, just U.S. population, right? We're at about 60%. Uh, black, we're at about 13.4. Hispanic, 18.5. Other, 8%. So that gives you some context then when you look at the rental owner demographics as, as it plays out per ethnicity. And, and it's interesting because they broke this down by unit counts. Okay. Single family. So one door, one unit. Owners tend to be a little bit more on the white side, right? 76% are white, 7.9% are, are black, 9.6% are Hispanic. So we see a little bit overweighting on the, you know, on, on the white side there, 6.5% are others. But then you get up into the two to four doors, which might be a duplex, triplex, quad, right? Now those finance like single family properties, we view those as single family in terms of financing, but they are small, multifamily essentially. It changes a little bit. We're down to 61.7% are white, 13.2% are black, which closely parallels the, the broader uh, U.S. demographic. 14.9% are Hispanic, and then the rest are falling to others, whatever others. They didn't define that for me. So when you hear all the, these stats that I'm throwing out there, that almost sounds like my German landlord, right? Old guy, white guy, you know, guy. Does it have to be, though? No, no, absolutely not. Like I said, stick around later for my interview uh, with a young woman named Katie. She's from here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. As I indicated, she is a woman, right? Uh, as you may have guessed, and uh, she is a millennial, right? So she's that other picture, right? And she just bought her first single-family rental she, when she was still in her 20s, in the middle of a pandemic, when everyone else was panicking. She took down this house, and it's it's got phenomenal numbers. We'll, we'll, we'll get into those a little bit. And finally, last bit of, 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 of numbers for you. What about the number of units owned. This is an interesting one for me because I like to benchmark myself. I always like going to the case studies and 
talking to Doug, how many units are you up to? Talking to Matt, how many units are you up to? Talking to Jennifer, how many units are you up to? And that, that kind of keeps me in the race, keeps me going. So we're going to come back from the break here. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Andy Webb, and we're taking a look at some numbers, some demographics across the U.S. Who are our rental owners in the United States, who owns and operates the single-family houses, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, maybe even apartment complexes, apartment communities. And we've taken a look already at some of the bigger picture, just the unit count across the nation. How many are there? It's kind of interesting to hear. Um, what does that look like in terms of age? How old are the, the, the typical rental owners out there? Uh, what ethnicity and gender, that sort of thing? And one takeaway for you, if you don't fit any of those boxes, that's perfectly okay, because we got a lot of operators within Lifestyles Unlimited that are far from those those particular averages, let's say. Um, it, it really comes down to you as an individual. What do you want to do? What are your goals? You know, what kind of a portfolio do you want to build, for example? Here, here's a good one. This is, we're going to get into unit, actual unit, number of units owned, kind of by investor here. And again, as I was saying ahead of the break, this this one always interests me because I like to benchmark benchmark myself to other people. So typically when I would go to the case studies, you know, I'd talk with Doug. I've got two units. Doug has six units. All right, okay, I like Doug. I'm going to try to catch up to him. Eventually we almost got to him, and now he's at 11. Like, okay, got to keep working, right? Just kind of a benchmark, a target to work towards, and keeps us going. Now at some point we finally caught up to Doug because he started selling and moved into multifamily. So there you go. <laughs> That's one way to do it, I guess. But uh, a good question out there was, what is your ideal portfolio size? Interestingly, a lot, 11% 11 of people said, well, we just want one. Okay. You know, I guess it's a little bit easier to manage, I suppose. 35% said two to five units. Okay. Two to five doors. That could be two to five houses or maybe a couple of duplexes, for example. Then it drops a little bit, that 6 to 10 range. Fewer people are interested in, in having that as a target, about 17%. And then it pops back up again 
A lot of people, about a quarter of respondents, want to be north of 11 units. And it may seem counterintuitive, but I find that the more, we're north of that 11, I find that the more properties you add to your portfolio, it actually becomes easier to manage. You might sit this, and we're in single family houses, right? That are spread across DFW. Seems like it might be difficult, but when we do self-manage, but the more you add, that you do start to achieve some synergies, let's say. Not like you're gonna get in multifamily when you have all 16, 25, 40, 100, 200 doors on one property. Totally different ball game. But for the single family investor, I do find that the more you get into your portfolio, the more cash flow you're kicking off, right? You start to pay people. You start stop doing things yourselves and start paying, you know, for for other folks to take care of business for you. Maybe even hire a property manager. It gets a lot easier that way. So that's the ideal portfolio. But what are we seeing? So here, going back to TransUnion, they say that on average, a rental owner has three units. Okay, three units. Again, that could be a single triplex or three single-family houses. Um, land, another site that operated by Cozy said 50%. This kind of ties to what we saw in ideal unit count. 50% own one property. Now, you have to ask yourself, where did those units come from? Did a show a couple weeks back with Mark and Julie. They wound up being accidental landlords. And a lot of the folks in that 50% count are just that. They're accidental landlords because maybe they got married, combined households, kept that other house. Maybe they moved. I had an interview with one of our single-family mentors here in DFW. She did that very thing. Every time she moved for her job, she kept her house. Now, that was not accidental. That was intentional. Um, but it's kind of in that same, same genre, I would say. And she just kept those houses. And eventually figured out, wow, this is powerful. And then she found lifestyles and really got going, right? Um, maybe maybe it's an inherited property. There are a lot of those out there. And and those people often fall into that category of, I don't even want to have this rental, right? So good good folks to talk to about buying that house, just like Mark and Julie did uh, eventually with one of their neighbor uh, rental owners there. So 50% own just one, 18% own two. 6% own three. It's interesting because it starts that, that, that percentage, percentage count starts very high and it starts to decline, right? If you were to graph this. And then again, it pops back up north of four. They, they bucket it as four to 25, kind of a broad uh, bucket there, if you ask me. But I, I, I find that as people do get more units, they find that it does get easier and then they can really go. Okay. Now, the other side of the coin is some people get to that three unit count and they become complacent. Right, they they pick up an extra twelve hundred dollars a month, maybe sixteen hundred, maybe two thousand, and they get comfortable. And I get that too. It's it's nice to have that that extra income. It helps, especially if you have kids, if you've got older parents you're taking care of, whatever uh, you're dealing with. Um, it's easy to become complacent. I would encourage you to 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 push forward. Right. In fact, this is where you may need a mentor to help you keep going, to really push on you, to push on you a little further, a little harder, to go a little farther because they see your potential. You just get comfortable, right? Complacent. Um, but boy, once you start to get past that, that, that little bottom there, you can really, really take off. And I'll tell you, that's one thing that really is helpful with Lifestyles Unlimited that always helped me. And I've mentioned this a couple times now are the case studies, not just talking to Doug and, and, and Matthew and, and the other folks out there, but going there and actually hearing those case studies, right? Presented by single family investors and, and multifamily investors and getting inspired, and seeing their numbers. Now, we've seen some numbers, right? I threw a lot of numbers at, at you. I get that around demographics. Just to kind of paint the broad picture, the big picture of who that, that rental owner is, where the, you know, where the you know, unit counts, what they're dealing with, that sort of thing. 
uh, just to give you that idea. Um, but then we go to the case studies and, and we see who, who, who these people really are, right? We put a name and a face to that, perhaps to that demographic. We hear where they're investing, you know, we hear what they're investing in. And more importantly, more importantly, you're going to find that, that case study presenter that really resonates with you. Their story is very similar to your story. Right, my guest later today, Katie, millennial female, doing it by herself in the middle of a pandemic. You know, does that case study, she presented at a case study uh, earlier or late last year, um, it's where I first quote unquote met her, right? Um, does that resonate with you? Years ago, single mom got up there, three kids, I, I forget her name now, but um, she was just pushing through for her kids to buy back her time to be able to give her kids a better life, right? That's gonna resonate with a lot of people the post-retirement investor, right, that just doesn't have quite enough retirement income, going to get up there and present, maybe resonates with you. A family with seven kids, right? You, you, get, you get the picture. You, you go to the case study, and you hear that story, and you realize, okay, that's not that demographic that I had pictured in my head of the U.S. rental owner. Totally different picture, right? And that's me, and that could be me, right? And that's the... The real beauty of of the case studies and in fact we, we have those case studies uh, going on live online uh, monthly now um, I like to attend those here in Dallas Fort Worth where I am we have them in San Antonio in in uh, Central Texas also South Texas and, and nationally and if you're interested in attending one of those case studies send me an email you can email me at askandy at luinc.com and I can make sure you get an invitation to one of those but it really is important to go and hear these stories. They won't all resonate with you. You know, some guy might have started with buckets of cash. Great, got into multifamily. That wasn't where I started, right? That is not where I started. But I went to the case studies and I heard the story of the, the young man that was in my position. And that, that started, that, that really started the benchmarking for me. That, that guy's doing what I wanna do. I wanna get to where he is. And eventually I did. And then next benchmark came along. Right, someone else resonated with me, and and so it goes. So, point is, you need to find that 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 model. I guess is essentially what I'm saying. That model that that represents what you are and what you can be. Right, the demographics I gave earlier, just again to paint the bigger picture, and then essentially to dismiss that. Mr. Vogelsang in Germany is not representative. Well, he's in Germany, right? But is not representative of the landlord, right? Necessarily. Right, we looked at some of the age brackets, we looked at the gender, we looked at the ethnicity, uh, looked at a couple of other things, but we have plenty of people operating outside of that, the, that, that profile, so to speak. So that's the big message now. I want to shift gears and get into some interesting statistics that came alongside my research here um, as I was putting together the show around demographics. And some of these will help you if you are already an owner or you're thinking about getting started. You're going to want to put your business together right. I learned some interesting stuff that folks are doing out there, and, and I would say doing wrong. <laughs> changing light bulbs. How many, how many owners do you think are changing light bulbs for their residents? Stay tuned. We'll hit that number in a couple others when we come back. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Austin's Talk, 1370. Warning. 
listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. And the first three segments of the show, we looked at some demographics. Who is the U.S. rental owner, right? So you can compare yourself. Where do I fit into that box? Do I fit into that box? Do I need to fit into that box? The resounding answer to that question is absolutely not. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of people outside of that you know, standard demographic that are operating with us at Lifestyles Unlimited. I'm going to have a guest on my show later today uh, that is absolutely outside of that which you may stereotypically picture as the American landlord, the American rental owner. So I wanted you to have the picture and understand, you know, it may not be relevant to you. What's more relevant is getting out there and finding those people that are like you and that are doing this. And a great place to do that is at our case studies. I'm going to give you my email one more time if you're interested in, in joining us for one of those. Um, email me. It's askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com again ask andy at l-u-i-n-c dot com i just find going to these number one it's inspirational number two i get to see other people's numbers right the deals that they're doing the cash on cash return the the, the rental amount the kind of rehab they did what level of rehab how much cash out of pocket into the deal and so on helps me better reset right as the market changes or if i'm looking at a new market right i'm in dallas fort worth if i want to get into san antonio houston georgia phoenix wherever um, i can see those numbers and it helps me get a better picture but more importantly i think is that inspiration and finding that that person that really resonates with you because they're they're like you right they're, they you can model yourself after them and start to see that that it's possible right so if you're if you're a female and you're a millennial you're going to want to catch the show uh, with, with Katie uh, at noon today. Um, alternatively, this show, that show, those will be archived uh, at, our, at our website. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and uh, click on the, the radio or the podcast tab uh, to get to those. Also, you can go to YouTube and subscribe and then get that, get that feed as these get uh, posted on, on YouTube as, as well. So moving on away from the demographics and into some interesting uh, statistics that I found as part of my research here. Uh, this was part of the uh, Avail um, analysis, and again, they were uh, recently bought by by uh, Realtor.com. A couple of different notions here that we're going to explore. The first one that I want to give you that they stated here is that half, fifty percent, half of all landlords manage their own properties. That's their stat. I found another one um, that quoted 73% are self-managing, right? Depends on where in that, that bucket you are, how many units you have. You, over time, start to give that up perhaps to a property manager or maybe you get into multifamily where you own it, you have a property manager on site, that sort of thing. But generally, somewhere between 50 and 73% are self-managing. I do. I do. And I'm going to take issue with some of these other numbers that you're going to hear here. Um, because I'm going to, I'm telling you now, these these people are not maybe not operating quite quite optimally. <laughs> okay, so keep that in mind. Another interesting one they came up with here is that landlords have an average income of ninety seven thousand dollars a year. Now that's not just from their rental portfolio, according to this. These are folks that are working, you know, have maybe maybe doubling income coming into the household as well as their rentals. Um, it's just an average, you know. But uh, I think it points to a a higher income, right, which is good to know. 
Interestingly, another um, statistic I saw from a, another study said, it asked the question, do you have a career outside of being a landlord? And almost 60% said, yes, I'm working full-time. That's how I was when I started. Another 16% are part-time. That's where I am. My wife is full, fully retired. Um, and then 24% said no. So I think you're seeing the people moving along the spectrum there. As their unit counts go up, then they're able to downshift and maybe stop altogether. And eventually maybe they find other other occupations, other things to do. My wife actually did go back part-time with uh, someone in the, in the real estate industry, um, something she wanted to do, not something she had to do, and does a lot of, a lot of stuff with her free time, uh, volunteering for local organizations, which is, which is great. So it gives you an idea though, right? A lot of people start out full-time, but you have to do that. Supplement, supplement, move to part-time, and then fully, fully retire. Here's another interesting one, something to keep in mind as we see what happens as we move forward with the pandemic and all of the government spending and who knows, do we get inflation? Do we get deflation? What's going to happen? Landlords have raised rents an average of 31% since 2010. Inflation in that same time period was 20.75%. So we've beaten, the rental owner has beaten inflation over that 10-year period. Why? We buy that house. We put a fixed rate mortgage into place right now at what, 3%, 4%, somewhere around there. It's locked in. Our, our payment, our monthly payment is locked in. And as inflation starts to grow, right, we're, 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 we're sitting on that fixed payment. Our rents can continue to go up. Sure, maybe our property taxes do. Maybe our, maybe our values, which equates to equity, does as well. Um, but we're able to have a great, great inflation hedge as, as a result of that. Now let's move on to some of that more uh, operational type stuff here, and I got to get I got to get first and foremost to the notion of uh, rental owners changing light bulbs for their residents. How many do you think? Thirteen percent, double digit number there. I, I was taken aback. <laughs> I have never done that. I do not intend to do that. But thirteen percent. Now maybe they're using that as a reason to get into the property to see how things are looking. I suppose. Commonly, more commonly, um, a, a rental owner may have a air filter for the AC unit, an air filter maintenance program, whereby they come by periodically and, and change that out. You know, you can do that. That gives you access to the house as well. But if you're going out there and you're changing light bulbs, you're doing something wrong. Okay. Uh, just simply put. Now, another statistic says that only 89% of landlords cover property repair costs only. That seems like a high number. That means that the other 11% are having their, their residents uh, pay. I would tell you that's a little bit risky, by the way, because guess what they don't want to do? They do not want to pay to repair that leaky sink. And eventually, if you're especially if you're in a pier and beam house, that gets out of control and you have other downstream, no, you know, no pun intended there, but downstream issues that, that come up as, as well. So coupled with... The next stat, landlords handle, and I take big issue with this one, landlords handle six repair calls a year from residents. Okay, a couple things in that statement. Number one, you shouldn't be taking repair calls at all, right? You, you should have all maintenance requests come in in writing. Our lease states it very clearly. If you call me, I'm going to tell you to put it in writing because I want it documented, and I want to get you trained to send me those emails, okay? Um, if you're using an automated system, even better, right? Some sort of a portal. Don't take phone calls for that. Okay, unless it's an emergency, but six repair calls a year. Something's going on there. This operator, these operators that they're talking to, they're not following the lifestyles model, which is best product, 
best price. When we take down a house or an apartment community, something in between, duplex, triplex, quad, and so on, we go in and we fix everything that we think is going to be a problem in the next handful of years so that we don't have six repair requests or calls or whatever a year. That's a crazy number. If I look back at our activity in 2020, 2019, it was nothing like that. So a lot of folks have that notion in mind, tenants, taxes, and toilets, right? Tenants and toilets. I don't want that repair call at midnight. Well, by operating correctly, by operating well, like we do at Lifestyles, best product, best price, you address everything up front, and we just don't have that maintenance issue. Sure, sure some, some things come up here and there, but on the whole, nothing like what I'm seeing in these numbers here. Now, if something does come up, and it's something that I should have fixed or my AC unit just had a problem, of course I'm going to cover that. So that would fall in that 89% of, of landlords covering or owners covering uh, property repair costs. If you, my resident, caused the problem, well, I'll bill it back. Okay, and that's in my lease, should be in your lease as well. But when it comes back to that 13%, I'm, I'm just pulling my hair out right now. I know you can't see it, but I am. 13% of, 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 of owners changing light bulbs if you're in that in that situation and you're starting to get a little frustrated, you know, one of the other stats I saw um, asked how many hours a week do you spend on tasks related to your rental? And this is not this is not from lifestyles. This is from a, a, a broader, uh, broader base and a uh, good 26 percent say less than one hour. And it ticks up from there. And I can guarantee you that on the higher end of that spectrum, those are not people that are following our model of best product best price getting in there and fixing everything up front if you do that if you do that this this business is smooth it, it really is here's another one where you could improve when it comes to rent collection 78 percent 78 percent almost 80 percent of rental owners are collecting personal checks why are you doing that <laughs> why are you doing that that takes time out of your day or you got to wait for the mail get get online get get some sort of an electronic platform there's so much out there now that will save you a lot of time i was looking back just this past year years ago i set up my my utilities here where i live to come out of a particular bank account when they stopped paying me interest i moved my funds but i kept paying out of that bank account so every month i had to think i had a calendar reminder move money into that account so my water bill can get paid finally last year i wised up i said why am i doing this i just changed the the payment to come out of the the, the more active account it's that easy. If you're collecting checks, get automated. It's that easy. So we've heard a lot of great demographics, statistics, a lot of numbers today. If you missed anything and want to catch back up, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Go to the radio tab, click on the podcasts, and stick around. Tune in at noon. Different station, you can go to our website to see where all we broadcast. I'll have Katie on uh, to address some of that other demographic group out there that is investing and doing great things. Hey, thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And remember, it's not the money. It's a lifestyle. You have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.
The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.